0: Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Shauna Rodriguez, one of your hosts and the founder of Authentic Connections Podcast Network, which makes this podcast possible. This podcast is where you discover the voice behind the pages of your next favorite book. And I'm excited about the author we have for you today. Maggie Smith wears several different writing-related hats. She's the host of Hear Us Roar, the podcast of the Women's Fiction Writers Association managing editor for Wright City Magazine, a blogger for Rocky Mountains Fiction Writers, a sought-after speaker, a board member of Novel Book Camp, and the Chicago Writers Association. She's also a novelist whose books explore female relationships between mothers and daughters, mentors and mentees, and best friends. Her debut, Truth and Other Lies, was described by Jacqueline Mitchard as leading with boldness and heart from the first page. And Hank Phoebe Ryan said Smith deeply understands the tension and conflicts women battle when their professional and personal lives are set on a collision course. The novel won 14 writing awards in 2022, including NIEA's Overall Jurors Grand Prize, IPA's Pencraft's First Place Women's Fiction, and the American Writing Award for Best New Debut Fiction. The Women's National Book Association selected it as one of their 2022 Great Group Reads, She's recently completed her second novel, A Psychological Suspense, called Blind Spot, and is currently seeking an agent. Born in Oklahoma, she's called Wisconsin home most of her adult life. Thank you so much for being here, Maggie, today. I cannot wait to hear more about you and all of your experience with writing and what you can bring to us.
1: Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Great. So our first question is to ask, like, what is the most interesting thing about where you are from?
1: Where I'm from, Oklahoma? Actually, I kind of think the most interesting thing is the history that I didn't learn about Oklahoma when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear very much about the Indians. This is the area where the Trail of Tears occurred. Mm -hmm. And I also heard nothing about the massacre that occurred in early 1900s of a black suburb of Tulsa. I grew up through my whole first 18 years in Tulsa and never was taught any of that. So I think that's kind of interesting that they kind of hid the things that they weren't necessarily real proud of from the people growing up there. Uh, I've since gotten my education, but I'm kind of disappointed in my state for doing that.
0: Yeah, no, that's understandable. I know that I didn't learn about the Tulsa massacre until I was much older and, and I'd taken courses on some of those things and kind of surprised that that wasn't one that was showcased that I learned more about. So a lot of those things, I think everyone wanted to pretend didn't exist and didn't happen. Yeah. So it's yeah. surprising when those things are kind of dug in there. So tell us a little bit more. So networking is your superpower, it sounds like. So tell us <laughs> a little bit more about that superpower and how it's helped you with your writing.
1: Well, I think when I started, I started writing five years ago, I wasn't one of these kids that said, oh, I wrote little stories when I was eight years old. I, I never did that. I was in journalism, so I did some writing as an English major and a journalism major, but that's a different kind of writing than creative writing. So when I began doing creative writing, writing, wanting to write a novel five years ago, I really knew it was going to take a long time to learn the craft because I didn't know how to do it, and just to produce a novel takes a fair amount of time. So I wanted to get into the writing community, and I did that through networking and I joined associations and volunteered. I volunteered early on and came up with the idea for the podcast for women's fiction writers and said, I'd like to do that. And they said, oh, well, it's all volunteer and you seem to have your hand raised so you (laughs) could do it. And so I started doing that and going to conferences and going to workshops and meeting other writers. And Mm -hmm. since I didn't have anything out, I thought, well, one of the ways to help them would be to publicize their books. So I got familiar with social media and started posting about other people's books and doing reviews and things like that. So it's just kind of part of what I feel like is part of being a writer is being in the writing community and being a literary citizen that tries to promote reading and books and libraries and bookstores and that whole milieu.
0: Yeah, it's so exciting. I think the writing community is something that is a benefit of being in this world because writers are so open and inviting and supportive of each other. I've been really pleased and supported by that. So it's great to be Well,
1: part of and that. it's payoffs for me. When I did bring out my debut, mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends that would help me because I had helped them. I also had interviewed 185 people on the podcast and they were all debut authors and told me what worked well for them and what didn't. So Mm -hmm. I felt like every week I was getting a little bit drips of education about how I was going to go about it. So it was an education that was ongoing over those years.
0: That's so exciting. Yeah, I definitely got benefits from it. So with your book, which chapter part of it sticks with you the strongest? And we'll start with Truth and the Other Lies, since that is the one that's out. What sticks with you the strongest about it? Which part of it?
1: Oh, there's so many. The parts I think are in different chapters, but I really struggled with and wound up being most pleased with the chapters that have to do with the mother and daughter. The daughter is Mm -hmm. 25, so she's a young woman, and the mother is close to 50 and she's running for Congress. So Mm -hmm. they have differing social attitudes. The mother Mm -hmm. is a conservative Republican, and the daughter is a liberal Democrat, or, you know, At least that's seeming parties that they're falling into. So it was difficult for me initially to get into the head of the mother because I have not been a mother. I have stepchildren, but I met them when they were older, so I wasn't raising them. I laughingly tell people that when I first began writing, the thing I couldn't write anything about was mothers and daughters, or that's what I thought, and now I can't stop writing about it because Mm -hmm. my second book has a mother and daughter. And my anticipated third book has a mother and stepdaughter. So it feels as though this is what I'm supposed to be writing about, which is kind of interesting. I don't know whether whether a theme emerges as you begin writing or something rings to you about you need to be thinking about this area of your life. But it certainly has been for me.
0: Yeah, I was feel like sometimes when you resist something the most, it's also what you're drawn to the most a little yeah. bit. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, And those themes do seem to come out, I think. They kind of find their way with it. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit, that you kind of started with journalism and then found your way into writing. So what kind of flipped the switch for you and brought you over into the world of novel writing? Well, I
1: actually had careers between journalism and novel writing. I went to a couple of years of journalism school at Northwestern in Chicago, which is kind of where I set Mm -hmm. the truth and other lies because I knew that area. But then I went on to get a PhD in psychology and was a psychologist for a while. And then I moved from Oklahoma up to Wisconsin. And with my first husband, I started a business. We sold artwork in malls. We had about three stores in malls here in the greater Milwaukee area. And I did that for a good long time as a career. So that was the one that I quit. Someone offered to buy that company and I quit and then became a writer. So I had those two careers that really are not related to writing at all. I guess I'm just easily bored
0: <laughs> or something. Well, I don't I know. I think it's exciting the way that they can inform your writing though. I think that's an exciting guess, thing. Maybe, about, maybe. Yeah. The psychology background helps
1: me with figuring out what characters might have his motivations and and the uh, business selling the artwork, which is, I'm not an artist, so I was just selling creative work of other people. So that gave me a business background when I went to enter the world of writing, which is kind of a business in and of itself.
0: Oh, it really is. I feel like you don't make any money at it. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be the goal. So that would be the goal. Yes. yes. That's one skill I feel a lot of writers wish they had more of is the business side of writing. So it's a great skill you can bring. I
1: think I also had uh, promotional skills from that marketing skills Mm -hmm. that came in handy when my book was out because I was familiar with a lot of those kind of ways of
0: getting a product out. Yes, that makes very good sense. So what do you feel? And part of this from all of your conversations with so many writers from having the Hear Us Roar podcast, what do you feel like some of the best advice you have for someone who's dreaming of writing a book or is always dreamed of writing a book?
1: I think to keep at it. Uh, I don't write every day. I will give them permission to not do that if they'd like mm-hmm. to. I think everybody has a different way of approaching what works for them in terms of writing. Mm-hmm. I am more of a do it a a lot, and then kind of go away for a while, and then come back to it writer, as opposed to one that writes every day. But finish it. That's oftentimes the hardest part. you just you keep fiddling with it and you keep hearing other people's opinions and changing it, and I think finally, you have to be done with it, mm-hmm. and not that you don't want to revise it and make it as best as it can, but at some point you have to move on and get it out in the world, and I think both those keep at it. All the beauty of your work occurs in revision. So give yourself permission to write the shitty first draft. And a lot of what you will hone in the revision is really what makes it good. Mm -hmm. And then finish it and get it out in the world one way or the other. We're lucky it's not 15 years ago when all we had was one choice. You had to go with the big publishers. There are other choices to get your book out. And so if those avenues don't work for you, there are other avenues. I myself went with the small press, so I don't have an agent at the moment. And Mm -hmm. I work directly with the small press to bring it out. But many of the people on the podcast have indie published. They've done it all themselves. Some have been with agents and big publishers. So each one has its pluses and minuses. And you just do what works for you. Find a way to get it out in the world.
0: Yes, just get it out there. That's wonderful. What is the best way for people to find you? I have a
1: website, pretty big website, Maggie Smith w-r-i-t-e-r dot com. And I would say on social media, I hang out the most on Instagram. So I am there, Maggie Smith Writes, w-r-i-t-e-s. There is another very well-known Maggie Smith that's a poet and has written a couple of memoirs. So don't get me confused with her. She is Maggie <laughs> Smith poet and I am Maggie Smith writer. <laughs> we coexist. And there's also that one in England that's fiddling yeah. around on screen and in <laughs> films and on plays. So I'm the Maggie Smith writer that's on Instagram and love to f- have you follow me there.
0: Wonderful. We'll have all that in the show notes for you guys to do that. So what book or story inspires you the most?
1: Well, I brought the cover Ooh. so I can hold it up. Damn Ooh. fine story. Chuck Windig, if you know his work. He is really a a very irreverent writer. He kind of tells it like it is. This is a great book. It's very down to earth, lots of practical advice. In fact, at the end, he has 50 things to do if you're wanting to write a story. And the last one is finishing it, (laughs) just like I said. (laughs) So he's right on my wavelength. So it's a really fun book. It's easy to read, but it has some pretty good, solid advice, I think, for writers as well.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, Maggie. This has been a delight. I'm glad you were able to come on and share with us. Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. I hope you take a second to give us a review or a couple of stars on your favorite podcasting platform. And we'll be here again next Wednesday. Follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting.